I'd like to extend a special welcome to the family and friends of Don and Helen Furter. It's our pleasure to have you with us this morning here at St. Margaret of York on this joyous occasion at the moment when Don comes into the Catholic Church, receives the sacraments of confirmation and the Eucharist. So a special prayer to you, Don and Helen, and, and uh, my congratulations to all of you and your family and friends. Today, we're celebrating the feast of Jesus Christ the King. Right? Last week, we heard in the Gospel that Jesus predicts the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. And as can well be imagined, those Jews who were in the temple at the time, they say, well, how? When is this going to happen? And Jesus answers them with a very interesting response. He doesn't tell them how or when this is going to happen. He says, do not be deceived for many will come in my name. And we reflected on well, what is the name of Jesus, right? Jesus, that name, right? In the Hebrew, which is Yeshua, right? Which is Yahweh saves, Yeshua. And we see that Jesus is saying, many are going to come in my name. Many are going to claim to have the ability to save. That is, the ability to bring happiness. But do not be deceived. It is only I who can bring you that happiness. Today, we're called to reflect on the fact that Jesus is also Christ. His name is Jesus Christ. And this Sunday, as we end our church year, our liturgical year, we celebrate the feast of Christ the King. We've reflected on Jesus who saves. Now we reflect on the fact that he is also Christ, Christ, right? In the Greek, which means the anointed one, right? In ancient Israel, who were the ones that they anointed with oil? If we read in the Old Testament, we hear about it time and time again, right? And certain individuals being anointed, right? Or chrismated, Christos, Christ. Those who were anointed were the kings, Jesus is a king. When I was uh, over in Rome in the seminary, right, it gets deathly hot in the summer. I don't know how many of you have been able to go over there, but June, July, August, it's very hot, very humid, worse than Cincinnati. So you can imagine, right, all of us who have been studying all year, you get to the summertime, and the last thing you want to do is be in a building that doesn't have air conditioning and sit in your own sweat the whole summer. So we had an opportunity to go to the south of Italy and get close to the ocean, at least get a little bit of an ocean uh, breeze. So the whole bunch of us went down there. There was probably about 150 of us that went down there, right? And we all packed into this house, right? About 12 guys to a room, six bunk beds in a room. So you can imagine what that was like, right? So pretty stuffy, but at least during the day, you're outside by the ocean and in the ocean. And one of the guys, who's from Germany, one of the seminarians, you know, and the Germans, they're very practical. They like to build things. So he said, well, wouldn't it be a cool thing if with plywood, we built this pretty much, I don't know, 15 by 15 foot platform out of plywood, and he covered it with this green kind of like astroturf uh, type material. And then underneath it, he attached all these big plastic 
jugs, right, that we had, you know, industrial-sized jugs of oil, right, when you're feeding 200 guys, right, you have big jugs of oil, bigger than anything Costco can sell you. So he attached all these big jugs underneath, and he made a floating platform. He said, what, what a cool thing it would be if we could get, you know, 15, 20 guys out on this platform, and instead of having to swim out into the ocean, and then when you get tired, you have to swim back to the to the, uh, to the beach, to the side, to the rocks. He said, why don't we just build this platform? So he did. And we pushed it out into the middle of the bay there, right, the Mediterranean Sea, and we were diving off and, and, and having a good time. And then we realized that it was the perfect place to play the civilized game of King of the Hill. <laughs> so... <clears throat> We started about 20 guys, and you can well imagine, those of you who have played King of the Hill when you were younger, you know it's, it's uh, very basic. It doesn't have a whole lot of rules. And basically, it's whoever's left on the platform wins. He's the king, right? And there are no rules. You can kick, you can punch, you can dunk them, you can drown them. And that's pretty much what we did. So little by little, all these boats of people who were vacationing in the area would, would pull up and anchor around our platform as we were trying to drown each other, right? And it got to one point where about, you know, the 19 of us who were trying to get the king of the hill off the hill were all on one side of the platform, and we literally had it straight up and down, and this guy was holding on to the edge of the platform as we were plunging half of it below the water, and we still couldn't get this guy off. And in the end, who wins? Those of you who have played king of the hill, who wins? It's the fattest, meanest guy is the guy that wins, right? You know, it's the guy who basically just sits down on the platform, grabs onto it, and no one is big enough to pick this huge fat guy and throw him into the ocean. That's the idea of King of the Hill. It's the fattest, meanest guy that wins, right? And whether or not we've had that experience or reading about kings in our history book, uh, if we're really honest with ourselves, it's hard to warm up to the idea of a king. Right? We can warm up to the idea of a teddy bear. Right? Everyone likes a teddy bear. Right? Soft and cozy and nice and lovable. But when you think of a king, right, especially the history of our country, right? we were getting rid of a king or getting away from a king. Right? It's hard when we hear about, yeah, today we're celebrating the feast of Christ the king. And everyone's like, okay, I get it because Jesus is God, but, you know, this whole thing of, of serving a king who's powerful, right, and is, and is asking to be served, it's not something that really, you know, we don't really warm up to that idea. You know, the Feast of Christ the King just isn't as cozy as Christmas. You think of the baby in the manger, and everyone loves Christmas. But Christ the King? We struggle with that idea. Because we have this notion of a king as someone who's powerful, someone who dominates, someone who comes to be served. And we see that in today's gospel, the Jews had that same idea. The rulers, the soldiers, and even the criminal who is crucified beside Jesus Christ, what do they all say? They say, if you are the king, if you are the anointed one, the Christos, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. If you are king, then you should save yourself. 
and they ridicule him. You say, you're no king because a king is powerful. A king is served. A king should be able to save himself. You are no king. All of them, that's what they thought. That's what their notion of king was. And yet Jesus Christ teaches us today. He is not a king who sends out his soldiers to die for him. But he is a king that dies for us. My dear brothers and sisters, that's why we have the gospel passage we have today. Jesus dying on the cross. The church purposefully puts that gospel passage there today. Church is saying, Jesus Christ is king, but look at the type of king we have. He is a king that is the first one to die for us, for our salvation. And so many of brothers and sisters, I don't know if you reflect on this or not, but every time we pray the Our Father, we say, Thy kingdom come. What are we praying for? We're praying for, Jesus, may your kingdom come within me. Jesus Christ, your kingdom come within me. That is, Jesus Christ, I want you to be king of my life. Jesus Christ, I want you to rule my thoughts, to rule my words, to rule my affections, to rule the things I love. Jesus Christ, I want to think like you, feel like you, speak like you, do what you want done. That is the feast of today of Christ the King. And so we're all called to stop and reflect as we end our church year and to ask ourselves, is Jesus Christ the King? Or am I afraid of Him? Is Jesus Christ the King of the hill in my life? Is He the one that I don't dare disobey because he will punish or is Jesus Christ the king that dies out of love for me a kingdom that is asking for an entry into my heart right? that type of love demands a response of love that type of love demands total entry into my heart And so, my dear brothers and sisters, let's ask for that grace from our Lord Jesus Christ as we pray, every time we pray the Our Father, but especially today, when we say the words, Thy kingdom come, that is Jesus, take over my heart, every corner, every bit of it. Jesus, rule my heart and help me to imitate the way that you are king. That is, Lord Jesus, help me to die to myself out of love for you.